from the offices of Cocktail Collective, this is Cocktails Distilled, a podcast that takes your favorite spirits and liqueurs from the still to the cocktail glass. In each episode, we talk to distillers and creators about particular expressions that their brand have released, what they are, why they were created, and in what cocktails they can be used. Are you ready to understand what's in your glass, or perhaps should be? Welcome to Cocktails Distilled. As the interest in low and no alcohol trend increases, the level of sophistication of the brands in the space has also increased. One such brand is Fleur, a non-alcoholic spirit made with the same distilling techniques used by perfume houses to create their high-end scents. We talked to CEO of Fleur, Leon Mayes, about the importance of mindful drinking, the medicinal properties of botanicals, and of course the cocktails you can make with their non-alcoholic spirit. Thank you for joining us, Leon. Yeah, thank you for asking me. Now, let's talk about Fleur, how it started, and why. Yeah, it was a couple of years ago we um, recognized the trend of the millennials spending more but drinking less. We saw from a personal perspective the um, health uh, benefits of not drinking any alcohol. Mm-hmm. So uh, already in the business, we thought let's uh, develop uh, a non-alcoholic spirit, which which in our our belief outperforms on the liquid. Um, we believe that Fluer is uh, the only non-alcoholic spirit around with a with a bite. With right. uh, that comes the most closest closest to an alcoholic experience without the alcohol. Now, where did the name come from? The name is um, from the ancient Roman Empire, where uh, flow fluer means flow, flow like like in uh, in a state of mind, but also the flow uh, of the of a river like the the design you see in uh, in the bottle. And how did you go about preparing the liquids we currently have? Yes. Yes, we 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 were we were as I just mentioned, we were intrigued by by the Roman Empire, and um, when you look into the the Roman history of the soldiers conquering the world, um, you see that they uh, use both of they used botanicals. Uh, to feel uh, to feel more fit right. or to cure pains or or heal say uh, uh, or to fight with with viruses in the body they use juniper or they use coriander that are also the main ingredients now we have used in our original liquid um, by coincidence the juniper and the lime are a flavor profile that fits into uh, into uh, the tasting uh, profile of uh, a lot of uh, millennials it's fresh it's it's nosy it's 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 um as i said before it has the bite mm-hmm. um with which which uh, comes the closest to an alcoholic experience it's also a great liquid by the use of those uh, those botanicals to have uh, to have a non-alcoholic uh, long drink uh, let's say fluor and tonic which is very popular with the alcoholic uh, version as a gin and tonic right now, your story is quite intertwined with the medicinal properties of your botanicals as well, isn't it? 
yeah it is it is and that's what what, what i was um uh, explaining just just uh, just a minute ago it's the the healing aspects of the, of of the botanicals um the juniper for instance the coriander uh, the lavender um, which reflects all about what the the soldiers of the romans used in the old days when conquering when conquering the world so in the end we think it's uh, it's uh, it, it, it is a beautiful concept which reflects the old days but with a new a new perspective fitting into the millennials uh, as 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 we see them today right can you run through what the medicinal properties of some of these botanicals are yeah it's 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 so uh, the juniper uh, um, for instance is to for the bladder so when you have an um feel pain at your bladder right um you can use you can use juniper uh to heal uh to heal your problem uh, lime peel for instance was used to uh to heal your joints right. um, so all these bot- all these botanicals we have used for fluere have all individually their own benefits. So our main uh, botanicals in the liquid are the juniper, the lime peel, coriander, and the lavender. Those four uh, botanicals are the four we have used for our our original liquid. Tasting terpenes, as we uh, call them, and uh, tasting terpenes of both the juniper and the lime peel are the most important ingredients we have in the liquid that uh, underlines the character of the of the palate. The coriander was was used um, when your muscles were hurt or injured during the fights. They were treated afterwards by coriander to heal, right? To to become less painful. And and the lavender um, we have used not because any healing functions that can be claimed. But just for uh, complementing uh, the palate, uh, as we believe was needed, or, or to create uh, the liquid. Now you talk about fluor having a quite unique afterbite, yep. similar to that's found in alcohol. How is that achieved? That's achieved uh, with with distillation of the juniper and the lime peel. There are some tasting terpenes, a kind of released. And because um, we have not filtered the liquid, the tasting terpenes uh, are still in the liquid, and they predominantly create the the alcoholic experience. So, so it's predominantly the juniper and the lime peel responsible for the alcoholic experience. Right. Okay. Inside the when tasting the liquid. Now you talked about distillation. From what I understand, you use. Hydro steam distillation as your process. Do you want to talk to us a little bit more about that? Yes, correct. Yeah, the hydro steam distillation process is um, is a quite sophisticated process, the distilling process, and it's mainly used by by perfume houses to create really the the essence of a product. Hydro steam distillation works is that you macerate the botanicals like you do with a um, traditional pot still right. distillation process. Um, um, but what we do is we uh, we capture the, um, the steam, 
The botanicals are macerated on alcohol. The liquid is heated. Yeah. The steam is captured, is cooled down, and and uh, so created the liquid as well. And in that liquid, we have uh, we split the water from the oils in the last column of the hydro steam distillation. And the essential oils are the is the liquid we use to create our our product. Right. You talked about it being a technique that's often used by perfume houses. They're, of course, doing it for the smell. You're doing it for the taste. Correct. So how does it, how does it differ? So the final products are essential oils. Right. And the essential oils are used by the perfume houses to create the perfumes. We use the essential oils to create our liquid. And um, the only difference in the end product is that perfume houses do not dilute their essential oil oils they create, and we do. Otherwise, they will be they they are much too powerful for your palate. Right. Okay. We you were talking earlier about consumers looking towards no or low alcohol and being somewhat more mindful about ingredients. How important do you really think that is at the moment? Very important. We see that uh, consumers are drinking less but spending more. And I was using um, high-quality ingredients, um, organic ingredients, do not per se need to be more expensive. But I think by combining the two aspects together. By doing that, we are comp- we are hitting the sweet spots, uh, or all the sweet spots with the the developments we currently see in the category. So it's the original uh, the original liquid we use. Uh, we use high quality organical ingredients, mm-hmm. and and the palette is appealing to a, a large group of consumers. With the pink flavor we just have launched. We use a distillate of uh, fresh raspberries. Uh, fresh raspberries are more tasty and um, you're able to create a more sophisticated product uh, with fresh products um, than using an industrial aroma. So it, the use of ingredients, the no and low uh, developments that are there, so there's an increasing demand, people are more more conscious about their health, about their well, well-being. But it's also not about that. It's also to be sharp, not feeling to, to have any alcohol because of, of a religious reason. Uh, you're a designated driver today, uh, pregnant women. Uh, it goes beyond that. It's, it's because also women, women that, that are breastfeeding the baby. So there's a large movement, uh, demand, which is demanding more and more sophisticated drinks containing no alcohol than, than what we have seen before. Right. Do you think it's just a momentary trend or do you think it's something, a whole societal change that will be long last? Yeah, I think it's a definite change in how we consume or how people consume and what they consume. As, as, as we see people are, are fed up with, with heavy alcoholic drinks Sugary drinks, sugary, uh, flat, no, not, not very tasty mocktails, which we have seen over the past decades. There's a trend which is here to stay with a demand 
of an adult solution for a non-alcoholic drink. And, and you want to socialize with your colleagues. You want to socialize with your friends. You want to go out. You want to be part of it. You want to be in the flow uh, and in the know, but not feeling want to, to consume any alcohol right. uh, because it's not good for your, it's not good for your body. You're not sharp. Um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it, it for sure is, it is, um, is a new category in the meantime. We have some, some professional colleagues which are joining. Uh, in the journey we we all have together, um, so there is a category. There are some price points, uh, different liquids to to please a large group of consumers. Mm. So it is uh, definitely here to stay and growing, right? Because everybody everybody knows that alcohol is not good for your body, right? Fluor comes in three expressions: the original, the mm-hmm. pink, and the amber. Yep. If we can run through each of those, let's start with the original. How would you describe the flavor of that? As a straightforward juniper uh, citrus palette, fresh on the nose, bite, uh, which we described before, comes the, the closest to an alcoholic experience. Okay. So would you say it's almost a gin replacement? I rather would like uh, to avoid the word gin. Right. But as an easy explanation, my answer is is yes. <laughs> um, right. It's 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 a non-alcoholic a non-alcoholic gin, and that's not what we intended to create upfront. It's just what we created down the line. Try to listen to to consumers what they prefer, um, what they mm-hmm. like to drink, or what 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 they prefer to have of a palate. And it's more like like a coincidence we created a non-alcoholic gin hate to use that word. When you said it wasn't what you had originally set out to create, what, what, what do you mean by that? What I mean is that we were not trying to create a non-alcoholic gin. Right. Um, but the palette, the palette we created with the, ingredient, with the botanicals we used, by coincidence, is. So it's more like a coincidence uh, than, we, than it was something we decided upfront uh, to create. Right. Now, with the pink, you were earlier saying that it has the raspberries in it. Yeah. So it has very much a flavor of raspberry? Yeah, it's, it's, it's really raspberry on the nose, very fresh, very sweet but subtle. Great liquid, which also has, the, let's say, the, the, the basic ingredients from the original. And we added or the distillate of the fresh raspberries. And, of course, the, the original botanicals are not in the same measurements uh, so we we worked a little bit with the with the measurements of of the of the botanicals but again it's a great liquid and and it's it's uh, it's very sophisticated in um in a drink the liquid itself is also pink right which is uh which looks very appealing in the same way i assume as the pink gins are taking the world by storm at the moment correct that's the this that's that's a tremendous growth in that subcategory in the overall category correct yeah it's really right. taking the market by storm and um i think we're very proud to say that we are world's first non-alcoholic pink spirit now if we look at the last one which is the amber that's quite different from the other two can you talk a little bit more about it and its flavor. Yeah, it, the official description of the product is spiced cane, dark roast. Right. So it's more like like a seductive 
seductive liquids. Main ingredients uh, we use is uh, sugar sugar cane molasses, mm-hmm. so which is also used in uh, traditional rums with alcohol. Right. We have used some roasted coffee, uh, some some cacao, some tonka beans, toffee to make it a little bit a little bit sweet. So it's 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 a seductive drink. It's a drink you can also have uh, on its own. So neat over ice if you if you prefer. Right. It's, um, it's an awesome an awesome base liquid to make to make an old fashioned or. Uh, a non-alcoholic, uh, a non-alcoholic long drink with uh, with Coke, right? For instance, with Coke, a delicious drink. Also hitting a sweet spot of the of of growing category worldwide. With a similarity to rum, yes, correct. Now, if if someone were to buy the amber, for example, for the first time, would you recommend that they did? Taste it straight, or put it in a cocktail no, for their I, first experience. I think, I think what I can say for all three liquids is try them all on their own, because just also with an alcohol-containing spirit, try it on its own. Have it neat. Let it play with your senses and and with your palate, or, or enjoy the palate and try to recognize the botanicals with our which are used because what counts for our non-alcoholic spirits, it's the same for, for alcoholic spirits. You can make or break a spirit with or the tonic you use or the other ingredients you use to make a cocktail. So try mm. them on their own. Okay. Try them on their own. Reset if you're in, in our particular case, a non-alcoholic spirit. Reset your brain because they do not contain alcohol. So reset. Enjoy. Be yep. surprised and then decide yourself what your thoughts are. Right. Okay. We believe, and I said it a couple of times before now in this interview, we believe that our liquids come the closest uh, to, to an alcoholic experience. Keeping with the amber, what other flavors do you think work really well with that particular expression? So uh, to, to make a cocktail, you mean? Mm. Our signature serve is an old-fashioned, a non-alcoholic old-fashioned. So just add a little bit of, of sugar syrup, uh, garnish with um, with some chocolate bitters, right. and a garnish with an orange peel. You have an awesome drink. Uh, but as I said a minute ago, combination with, with Coke, you have an exciting long drink as well. And, and really, you will be surprised with the taste of it compared to what you most probably are used with another, uh, another liquid with Coke. It's amazing. The nose, the, the taste, uh, it's, it's, and, and it's containing no alcohol. Okay. So it's really taking on and working well with flavors that you would traditionally put with, um, a darker rum. Correct. And Correct. could that be said for the original and the pink? that they would also work very well with flavors, the original with flavors you'd put with gin, for example, and the pink with flavors you'd put with a pink gin, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, for instance, we have a signature serve with the original, which is the non-alcoholic gimlet. 
which is an awesome drink and it's quite easy to make. It is a fluer original with mm. lime cordial. Which I imagine would bring out the lime in the fluer as well. Which is amazing drink, really, really sophisticated. Raspberry Collins with uh, the pink uh, is an amazing drink as well. Uh, a basil smash with the original, an awesome drink. You will really be surprised when you compare it to the alcoholic version. Right. It's it's maybe more more delicious than, than, than the alcoholic version. The brand has been out for a little while now. Mm-hmm. What has the reaction to the expressions been? Let's start with bartenders. Uh, bartenders in the beginning are what we see uh, skeptical to all nano, non-alcoholics at the moment because non-alcoholic brands are entering the market by storm. And there, there are a lot of different liquids out there that mm. could need some more attention quality-wise. Right. So bartenders have been approached by a lot of brands and are therefore, at this point of time, a little bit, they are cautious. But once, once they tried Fluair, once we explained um, how Fluair is made, what you can make with it. Once they tried it on its own, once we made a few cocktails for them, mm-hmm. I think uh, I can say that everybody is very enthusiastic about Fluair. I think every every bartender, bar owner, restaurant owner with a with a hospitality approach should should have Fluair on their menu, uh, but in their assortment for sure, uh, because. You need to improve your level of hospitality to your consumers to grow your business. Right. And to be top of mind with your consumers, you need to, to offer a growing choice of non-alcoholic drinks. So it's not about the bartender, but it's about the consumers. And the demand is there. So as an owner of a business, and it doesn't matter which business, but to improve your level of hospitality, you should list or you should stock a decent range of non-al- non-alcoholic spirits. And I think by choosing Fluair, you're h- hitting all sweet spots. We have a desirable bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some great liquids, but the liquids we offer, uh, they differ uh, a lot from each other. So we, the original one, which is uh, outspoken juniper and, and citrus, one sweet on the nose with the distilled raspberries and a seductive, uh, mysterious, brown spirit made out of sugar cane molasses. So you can you can hit every demand of your consumer right. with just one brand. On the other side of that, how easy has it been to communicate about the brand with consumers? And I think that's an ongoing challenge. We, we communicate with consumers um, on social media. We uh, communicate with consumers with, uh, or by having feet on the street and by having feet on the street, I mean that we work closely with our distributors and they have their sales teams, both on and off trade, that goes, uh, of that are in the field, uh, bringing liquid to lips, uh, doing tasting sessions. We give workshops, continuously trying to find more ways, other ways uh, to communicate with consumers. You were mentioning the bottles earlier. Can you talk to us about how those designs came about? Because they're really quite stunning looking bottles. Yeah, the design 
all uh, comes down to concept um, with the heritage of the of the Roman Empire and fluere meaning flow and the flow of the river um, is what we have tried to to show in the design of the ball. Right. So the swirl, the swirl you see, the the lines are like 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 the river that that's flowing continuously. In the spirit of um, aperitif hour, what sort of food would you recommend that people should serve with each of the different fluere expressions? Yeah, it's great with original one and and or the pink because I think they are they are quite the same in top level in big lines. Some olives really great to have. Some fresh fresh. Uh, some sushi is really great uh, that uh, to accomplish the the experience with with the liquids. Mm. Um, for the brown, the spiced cane dark roast, a mix of roasted nuts. Um, it's really delicious to to accomplish. Oh, you can go many ways with it. You can go many ways. Right. Tell us something that people may not know or realize. About the fluere range, uh, I think that what is very important to understand for everybody—it's not only for consumers, but for the trade as well—is that we do not extract the alcohol afterwards. So, uh, um, um, as everybody should know, is that a distillation process can only be done with with alcohol so we have used alcohol and it's not extracted afterwards it's diluted so to say so i think that's a very important thing to to realize to know and to understand and by knowing that i think that you will recognize the palate much more as being the true uh, distilled spirit, right. um, but with no alcohol in the end, in the final product. Um, now, let's end by talking a little bit about distribution. Whereabouts can uh, Fleur be found? We distribute in around 30 markets around the globe, predominantly Europe. Um, we, have, we have a global approach. Um, so we are hitting hitting the market uh, everywhere where we can have a, a, an agreement with a solid partner. All right. Well, look, thank you so much for, for joining us this evening, Leon. No problem at all. Thank you for asking me. And if people want any more information, they can, of course, go to your website. Yep. More than more than happy um, on the website. We uh, we have a broad range of um, of cocktails which you can uh, make with all our liquids. It goes also more in detail if you're interested. Visit the frequently asked questions section um, where we try to answer all your questions about the liquid, how we do it, why we do it, etc., etc., etc. And it gives you really good insight in in in, uh, in the brand itself. So please visit uh, www.fluerodrinks.com. Excellent. All right. Thank you so much then, Leon. Uh, thank you for having me today. And we'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Cocktails Distilled. Be sure to visit cocktailcollective.com.au to access the show notes. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. 
Until next time, cheers.